Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Beast Wars podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. And today, we are celebrating our other victories. It is the anti-penultimate episode of Beast Wars. Only two left after this one. Fancy words. And so we've got uh, we've got this whole alien plot to wrap up. <laughs> yep. Wouldn't want to leave dangling plots. No. no. And we are about to learn all sorts of things about those aliens. Yeah. Like how when they said that their forms were incomprehensible, they were kind of BSing us. They were completely... Silver alien. skulls with mullets. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Mullet skulls. And it's, that's not that incomprehensible, guys. I, I can comprehend that pretty easily, thanks. So yeah, this uh, first aired May 5th, 1999, written by Larry Dutelio, so you know it's going to be a big deal. Yeah, and probably not have poop jokes. <laughs> also that. And yes, we open in space. Ooh. Very cool Ooh. nebula effect. Really? Yes. And it's volumetric, foggy, dimensional, but really big, and then there's this nice swirling transition from blue to red. Yeah, the colors are very yes. nice. Hard to tell what it really is, though. It... it could be an entire galaxy, or it could just be a tiny blob of glowing light. Because there's like a spark that's orbiting an asteroid before we pull into the galaxy glowing thingy. Although we do see, I mean, two objects that we know the size of in there. Well, yeah, once we, get, once we get inside, but I mean the outside of the glowing thingy. Also, the things inside are Transformers, so we really don't know the scale of the <laughs> thing. <laughs> They're they're really more... I guess they're not quite astral projections of said Transformers, but they do sort of have that glowiness going, so one could question how accurate they are. Yeah. But anyway, this is Nexus Zero, which uh, was previously mentioned in Other Voices as the place that the aliens live. You know, that's their address. (laughs) Yeah, they're, they're talking about how, you know, there was this experiment on Nexus Earth... And uh, the project was sterilized, uh, which, of course, was what happened in uh, also in Other Voices and kind of in Other Visits, the Season 2 two-parter. Yes. But there is still a threat, presumably from all the time stuff that is going on. Yeah, maybe they should cut that out. Well, they've got a plan for cutting that out. And, uh, oh, yeah, we still have these two guys lying around. And it's Tigatron and Airazor. Yeah. Yes. Holding My hands. babies! They're still holding hands in this nebulous afterlife zootopia of theirs. Being, <laughs> being chatted to by two Oingo Boingos. They are <laughs> definitely Oingo Boingo skulls. Yes. My babies! <laughs> My ship! My ship! <laughs> yeah, even though they're not on the show, so they they're still shipping. Yeah. Yep. So the uh, they decide. Okay, so lo- so the first time we sent an entire moon to destroy the entire planet, and that didn't work. And then the second time we sent this Jiffy Pop thing, and it was I uh, just gonna shoot him or something, and that didn't work either. So this time we're sending one guy. We See, have two guys. What what they're doing here? What they do here is they create a fanfic ship baby. Yeah. They yes. Indubitably do because they they pull yeah, out then- the spark of each one. And then make a third spark. Yeah, third spark. So, it, so anyway, and they merge the bodies together, and that body is. We'll, we'll tell you now. It's Tiger Hawk. No, they, uh, do they even actually merge the bodies? They take the sparks out, and it seems like they make a new glowing orb body thing. I'm they, pretty sure the new body comes from the two bodies, though. It may be intended to, but I'm not sure that's visually shown because the bodies are there, the sparks are out, then there's just glowing light flying away. I mean, I think we're, we're meant to believe that yeah. that's what happened. It's all kind of vague. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be hard to merge the... It would be hard to animate that, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. I guess you could have them 
burst into glowing energy or just parts flying at each other first, but it, it's a camera uh, anyway. Listen, we're already straining our computers to the limit with these Oingo Boingo skulls. <laughs> yeah, That's they, true. They do look really cool. I will oh, note yeah. that you can sort of uh, you can sort of tell something about what what Tiger Hawk's going to be like by the fact that one of the uh, one of the glowing Oingo Boingo skulls is uh, <laughs> long time without a paycheck, Blue Mankuma. Yes. So presumably, you can guess at this point that they didn't just bring him in to be a glowing skull. Yeah, yeah guys, although I've been, I've been subsisting off X Files guest appearances. Throw me a bone here. <laughs> yes. I was yeah, really disappointed guy. the other school was Richard Newman's school and not Polly Newstone's school. Yeah, yeah that is unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, too busy recording a couple hundred episodes of Dragon Ball Z, maybe. So mm. much Dragon Ball Z. I mean, wait, who was she guys, that isn't even that isn't even her final form. Yeah. Oh, wait, she was Frieza. Yeah, yeah. she was uh, Frieza. Oh, which means she's also um. Oh, who the hell was she in Yu Yu Hakusho? The old lady. Huh. You're like, suddenly so many things make sense. No, suddenly And she's things... also the uh, long-running narrator on a bunch uh, of Clearasil commercials in Canada. No, it, 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 to be honest, it makes less sense since she's really good as Frieza. Eraser yeah. was kind of stiff. Eraser wasn't that bad. No. I but... say defensively because I love Eraser. <laughs> I like Eraser. I, I think she's fine as Eraser. I don't think she's as good as Blue Mankuma, who is really good. I, guess. I don't think she was given as much to work with as Blue Mantle, though, either. Yeah. Whereas, I imagine that Dragon Ball Z lines must be incredibly fun to record. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and Paul Ian James Corlett passes out from grunting too much in the recording booth. Yeah, I was going to say, apparently he didn't have that much fun, because that was what made him give up doing voiceover work. Or doing at least dubs. It's Poor all guy. fun and games until somebody kills Cheeto. <laughs> Guy. Until? <laughs> and, and then it's, I don't know, and then it's even more fun than games. Poor Cheetor. So yeah, they merge these things, they merge these two bodies into Tigerhawk, who is a transmetal 2 for some reason. You know, this reasons. makes more sense than some of the other stuff that's happened. The yeah. It makes more sense driver was theoretically a Vok artifact. Yeah. That's true. Oh, there's a fox. And also, but the important thing is his toy is a transmetal, too. Yeah. And it's in stores now, as this episode would really like you to know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely got some uh, first appearance power levels in this episode. (laughs) Which are kind of explained by being inhabited by two all-powerful aliens. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, because he's full of... Tigertron and Eraser Spark, the new baby Spark, and two Vok overflowing. Well, he doesn't actually have a Tigertron and Eraser Spark yet. Well, they're sort of hovering along behind when it's going. He, well, we're calling Tiger Hawk he because Blue Mankuma's voice so sounds he, but yes, it does seem to it. identify as male as far as you know, as far as yeah. anyone can. As far as voice acting goes, so yeah. <laughs> with Beast Wars and. Indistinctly gendered characters. I like this. Alright. Anyway. I didn't think the sparks were so much following behind to help as they're gone. Let's make a break for it. <laughs> Kinda maybe. Yeah. Good point. Because as it turns out the like the Vok the two Vok are apparently in this thing. Yeah. That's later in the episode we find that out, but yeah. Yeah, and it it's two of them, so I guess it's like Pacific Rim. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Alright. Meanwhile. Meanwhile, ju- Transformers in wigs. <laughs> the best yeah. meanwhile in yes. the entire show. I, I want that accessory as much as I want the rubber ducky. Yes. So, yeah, Megatron's holding a trial. And he's yeah, got a wig. Yeah, I, assume he's wearing the, I assume he's wearing the wig himself just because they couldn't get Jungaroo to host the court. <laughs> Uh, Japanese beast former her into a kangaroo. Oh, it's a kangaroo court, of course. Dun dun dun. Oh, oh that is. Uh, I was going a bit too far for the joke there, wasn't I? That's pretty. Well, that's pretty good. You could also have used uh, Japanese Beast Wars character Star one. Upper. 
Oh, yeah, that's who. Yeah. That uh, is a oh, yeah. Japanese kangaroo. What Japanese the hell, Japan? I guess. Surprisingly, we've, I think we've only ever had one marsupial, uh, transformer. Uh, Snarl oh. from the, uh, from Beast Wars. Who is oh. kind of a Tasmanian devil, but kind of doesn't look like anything. Allegedly <laughs> a Tasmanian devil. Family. Yes. Anyway, his his honorable Judge Megatron is yes. in court. Yes. Uh, Quickstrike is on is on trial. Waspinator for the defense. Uh, Megatron is apparently both judge and prosecutor. And Inferno is the stenographer. To, to be perfectly honest, while, while his title is defense attorney, Waspinator is the prosecutor. Well, that's true. And uh, I, I guess <laughs> everything he says. I guess Dinobot and Rampage are the jury. Yeah, but they're also the bailiffs because they're holding Quick Strike. And also the executioners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they really need more Predacons. Megatron is also clearly the jury. Yes. The I important the thing jury. here is that Megatron is wearing a ridiculous British judge wig and yes, Inferno is. is typing away furiously. <laughs> so good. Those are the two most important parts of this scene. <laughs> How does he type with those hands? I mean, I guess he hunting pecks. Yeah. <sighs> so, so yeah, Waspinator uh, gives his uh, his defense, which is, in fact... Only that he likes defense, because if they had a little more defense, he wouldn't get blown up all the time. (laughs) And then sums up the uh, last episode, sums up the last episode and, you know, says that Megatron wants to slag two head and that Waspinator is down with that. Yes! (laughs) And unsurprisingly, Quickstrike concludes that this is his last roundup. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All of these characters are so ridiculous. They're great. You know, he's kind of a one-note stereotype, but I I miss Quick Strike. We haven't really had enough cowboy Transformers. It's true. It's it's not one that gets used frequently. Surprisingly, not even on Robots in Disguise. Yeah. Yeah. We are just primed for another Yosemite Sam type. Absolutely. Because it's a generic stereotype you can easily do without being racist. Yes. Because it's only racist against white guys. Yep. Yeah, and that doesn't really matter. No, and I mean it's really only racist against cowboys, which there really aren't a lot of anymore. There really, that's, there are a lot of people who claim to be cowboys, but there really aren't any more cowboys. It's I mean, we're like talking, people claiming know. to be ninjas, you know. Yes. <laughs> Although I mean, I'm pretty sure we've had transformers who are racist to ninjas. Yeah. Yes. True. <laughs> yeah, they. They just don't hire the right consultants. Uh, well, they didn't use it. Anyway. No, no he's, he's referencing uh, Six Shot, Ninja Consultant. Oh, oh <laughs> I missed the obvious one. Oh. I haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> oh, Ninja Consultant. So great. Uh, yeah, Quick Strike begs for mercy because he knows that he done you wrong, Megatron. <laughs> But uh, luckily, he is spared by the fact that a big thing is coming out of space and headed directly for the Predacon base. Before that, he does try to offer to uh, go hunt down Tarantulas himself, and Megatron's just like, no. Yes, yeah. he says we're through being lenient with traitors. And, you know, maybe he should have been through being lenient with traitors, like, a while back, but... Yeah, in the middle I of mean, season one, his- Traders were usually really bad at it. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. a good point. It's it's really just once uh it's really just once Tarantulas really started misbehaving that, that it got to be a problem. Mm-hmm. And even then Tarantulas misbehaving was Megatron always kind of viewed it as well, yeah, he's going behind my back, but I can still probably turn that to my advantage. And he did yes. on multiple occasions. Very clever. But when you're actually chucking him into a lava pit yeah, then <laughs> it's time to crack down. Yeah, he's kind of done. Yeah. So, yeah, this this thing is headed right for the, uh, the Predacon base. Tarantulas detects it. We get to see his hidey hole again. Yes. He's so and uh, if you'll note, on one of the Tarantulas' monitors, there's a uh, model of a spaceship rotating. Yeah, see? That's, that's one I don't I believe we've seen be. before. No. 
what spaceship is that? Well, we kind of have seen it before. Yeah, that's true. In fact, we've even seen it in Beast Wars before. Oh, that's a good point. Did we? The same model. I bet it is. Yeah, in the Agenda Part 3. I... Oh, is... Did we actually see it, or did they just extend the shot further? I'm pretty sure you actually see it. Uh, I think so, at least. I'll have to rewatch the agenda, but I'm reasonably sure you see it. I guess. It's been a while. But it's more detailed, definitely. In fact, I I do remember it was in there, because there was a thing about how it shot the Ark down instead of crashing into it like it did on the cartoon. Oh. Yeah, I guess. I mean... Well, I mean, they would have to carry over that it was boarded because that's how Megatron is on the Ark. Right. Yeah. So it, it clearly still got boarded. That That's kind of, I, I was going to say that's kind of a dick move to shoot it down after your people have boarded it, but that was kind of the entire beginning plot of Transformers Animated. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> literally a thing that Starscream has done. In in a continuity, so Starscream's Star Scream, Star plans usually amount to the words "dick move" on a piece of note paper <laughs> underlined a couple of times. This is this is true. This is true. Let's see, is this move dickish enough for me? I suppose it is. I mean, that's generally Starscream in any context. Yeah, it is. So yeah, I, I suppose it could both have been shot down and boarded. I'll allow it. All right. So, and the Maximals detect this as well, and Rat Trap is very excited about it, and nobody else is. <laughs> Rat Trap tra- yep. is an amoral jerk. And right now, because he's right ahead in the script. <laughs> yep. Anyway, they both recognize it as the aliens, which the Predacons do not appear to. Hmm. They just recognize it as that giant energy signature that is coming directly at the ship. I mean, I guess the Predacons don't really have a science guy anymore if Tarantulas isn't there. Uh, That's a good point. Mm. They don't even have Scorponok. Yeah. No. I mean, he might identify as the aliens, but, I mean, he, he would also be liable to, you know, trip over something and uh, yeah. injure himself. Yeah. And which Scorponok personality woke up that day. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we briefly get reminded that the Predacons stole Sentinel because that was such a huge plot point over the course of the series. Oh, yeah, really? that changed so much. I think this is the first time it's been mentioned since the episode where he stole it. It is. In yeah. one throwaway line, you can just barely hear it. Yeah. And so, yeah, the, the old Predacon auto guns start firing, but they are totally ineffectual. And with uh, much reluctance, Megatron tells them to evacuate. Yeah, and, uh, he's not excited is, about that. Yeah, this is hard for Megatron. He does not like to lose. No. Yeah, especially all his stuff is in there. Also yeah. all his stuff. The jacuzzi, that, that, his rubber ducky. Oh, no, rubber ducky! Oh, probably his judge wig. No, his judge wig! <laughs> yes, his he judge wig. He just got that judge wig. He's dead. That's just did he, cold. Did he make that judge wig, or did he have it already? That's a good question. Like, did he send Dinobot out to murder some sheep or something? <laughs> You probably, don't have to yeah. kill them to get well, but then they'd probably do it. Anyway. Uh, I mean, with those hands of his, he could probably, like, shear a sheep. That's a good point. He There's could. Kind of, but silk, and he made Tarantulas make it as penance in an earlier season. <laughs> <laughs> oh. If it came from Tarantulas' butt, I'm not putting it on the head. Also, he has that new bigger head now, since he's got, a, like, a dragon tail thing around it. So he had to have that custom made. His new one would be too small. Wow. Well, maybe he yeah. made it too big in the first place, and now it just kind of barely fits because it's the helmet on the helmet, or the wig on the helmet. Well, I'll grow into it, I suppose. <laughs> or maybe he oh, originally man. had it now made I'm for. Just wishing that at... hmm? oh, I'm, I'm distant spoilers here, but now I'm wishing that at some point during Beast Machines, when he was a giant floating head, he somehow acquired a gigantic. Uh, giant... <laughs> 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 oh my god That oh, would be the would best. Have been the best I was just thinking maybe he had it made In season one for his T-Rex head That's possible <laughs> And he put it on his T-Rex head 
Now, would that be with while a, he was in T-Rex mode, or would he use it like while the T-Rex head was his hand? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All of the above. Anyway. No, you'll have to tell it to the judge, holds up his hand. <laughs> oh, no, it starts off with the judge, him in uh, dinosaur mode, opening the proceedings with a tiny dinosaur arm-sized gavel. Flack, flack. <laughs> And then setting up the thing and then turning it over to the prosecutor and then transforming and holding his hand like a puppet. (laughs) So good. So good. Objection. Overruled. Thank you, Judge. Oh, that would have been so funny. He could have done that now. He has a a talking hand again. That is true. The other hand. Anyway. Oh, man, that was was dinosaur head toothbrushes gone, too. Aww. And all his bowling trophies. Yeah, so much How he's, How's he supposed to brush his dragon head teeth? He's, he's I not. still... Gonna, that's why they're all messed up looking by beef machines. Poor dental I hygiene. St- I still couldn't get over remembering how when he came out of the lava, he put his dragon arm up first. So it would be the dragon head coming up out of the lava, but then he came up, but he wasn't even in dragon mode, so he just put his arm up. That is one and of the it's most so great content. because that's entirely in character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just kept thinking of that this episode because it's the best. Anyway, those darn aliens destroy Sentinel and the dark side. We never have to hear about that stupid name ever again. It's now a vividly smoldering crater instead of just a smoldering crater. <laughs> yes. I, I like those blue flames in it. And I also like that we get the, the sort of viewing globe hurled up at the camera oh, yeah. and it explodes. What was, that yeah. was like a snow globe? Have we seen that before? Yeah, no. He, yeah, yeah Megatron looked at that used. It's like his computer thing. Oh, it is? Yeah. That was, yeah. Oh, it that was in like season one. We that may was like not in the have... first episode, like the first huh. time we see Megatron, he's that thing's telling him that there's too much energy. Oh, I don't. Yeah, we, we don't even see have... Megatron. We just see the globe oh. and a shadowed figure that looks like Megatron without T Rex on him. I yeah, guess I forgot an episode from a year ago. Then <laughs> <laughs> that's in like a lot of episodes. Yeah, it it definitely sort of became kind of iconic. I guess. Yeah, I want one of those. Third party, get on that. <laughs> and the wig. Yeah, so... <laughs> so Rat Trap here gets in another Beast Wars name drop, because it looks like the Beast Wars are over. For the prince. <laughs> no. Why Rat Trap? Why? Somebody else. He's very excited. Yeah. But, uh... Everybody has to correct him that, A, you know... Megatron still has the spark of the original Megatron in him, and if he dies, like, history is boned. Yeah, which is really, actually, I don't know if that was... I I know that Megatron got the other Megatron spark hoping for an upgrade like Optimus got, but I wonder if he also considered that that meant that he was basically off-limits to the Maximals. I don't know. And then, of course... You note that, you know, after Primal put Optimus Prime Spark back, he kept the upgrade. But I guess Megatron can't really get in the arc to put it back. They could arrange like a handoff. (laughs) (laughs) But what would they trade for the spark? Um, I mean, the knowledge that history won't be destroyed, maybe? (laughs) Yeah, but that's not something Megatron wants. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, history might be destroyed for the Decepticons, and the Autobots could win, like, immediately. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh. By default. That's yeah. a good point. If the if if the Autobots woke up in 1984 and Megatron was dead, oh, man. Then they My go back to Cybertron in control of Shockwave. Yeah, so those yeah, would well, still be Decepticons. I mean, I mean, yeah. That might be, like, cartoon st- Shockwave, so he might be hilariously ineffectual. <laughs> yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. He's... And also the Decepticons might end up in like a Starscream Soundwave Civil War. Ooh, that would be interesting. All sorts of interesting possibilities. Fortunately, Megatron's spark is okay. Yes. I guess, fortunately, in quotes. Anyway, but just in case, he's uh, he heads over there and also sends Cheetor, uh in advance. Because, of course, this is the 
and also these are the aliens, so who knows what they're going to do after they finish with the Predacons. Yeah. They might start popping popcorn. That's right. Yeah. They already tried to kill Optimus twice. Yep, so. Yeah, yeah. The Predacon base is gone, the Predacons are scattered, and uh, the alien Transformer introduces himself as Tigerhawk. But and, uh, yeah, he's the emissary of the Vok. So he says. And he has, like, crazy superpowers, because he takes out the Predacons with, like, an, a tornado. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, he used Whirlwind. It was super effective. <laughs> yes. It is well, super yeah. effective. It, it was a really awkward-looking Whirlwind animation-wise. Yes. Yeah, but it, it wasn't great. And Waspinator yells out, at least this time Waspinator has company. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, that was cute. Also, Tiger Hawk is played by an extra flangy blue mankuma. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, and he tells Megatron he's come there basically to prosecute him for time crimes. Yes. That's fine. Time police. Yeah, he's like the, he does uh, say he wants to put him under arrest. Yeah. Yeah. Meow. So in the Beast Wars, they've tried to arrest the main bad guy twice. And both times, <laughs> it was by a cat person. Oh, oh that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Oh. You're under arrest, <laughs> meow, indeed. <laughs> no. No more of that. So he's about to kill uh, uh, Megatron. And meanwhile, of course, Cheetor has got there, but Tarantulas immediately got the drop on him. <laughs> Oh, Cheetor. Yeah. Because that's what Tarantulas does to Cheetor. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, it's not even Cheetor's fault. Just we also terrible. get a uh, Beast Wars Transmetals for N64 Beast Mode Flyer fight between Megatron and Tigerhawk. That is actually quite cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at some point, Megatron says it, his power is awesome, which uh, <laughs> sadly they did not use in the commercials for Tigerhawk. Aww. They... Also, Megatron also said, this is my world. You have no place in it. Yes. Also, when they're, when, when, uh, when they're at the Maximal base handing out orders, Black Arachnia's animations have somehow gotten even sexier. Yeah, she's really swinging her hips. and uh, Even beyond that, like, her facial animation is more detailed than everybody else gets. But the, she's aggressively swinging those hips. Or, like, switching yeah. position from, like, standing on the right hip to the left hip, and it's just like, really, settle down. really um, blatant. Settle down, animators. Yeah. Why did you get for the walk cycle of a runway model? Yeah. It's the standing positions of a runway model. Yeah. Also, Tigerhawk declares that he's going to use the power of the Vok on him, and then apparently the power of the Vok is machine guns. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, machine awesome. guns and, and rockets from under his armpits. As you do. Yeah. I mean, the, the toy does have all those. Yes. It's, it's, uh, I guess we can talk about it. It's, it's actually quite a, it's, it's a nice, it's a neat toy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it holds together better, better in modes than the Megatron did. Yes. Yeah, it even has a really neat tank mode that we probably won't ever see on the show. Oh? No, oh. we will not. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. No. And it's also much bluer, whereas this one is more purple. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. I guess because purple is too much of a bad guy color. Oh, well, maybe they should have thought about that before they put it on the toy. Well, no, no the toy is blue. The, oh. On the show, it's purple. Oh. Maybe they should have oh. thought about that before they put it on the show. I mean, probably the original... Yeah, and I think the picture on the box shows him as more purple than blue. So it was like a pre-production thing. And then someone said, no, calm down that purple. <laughs> so yeah, Megatron's defeated. Uh, Primal tries to stop him from killing him, but... Uh, and, you know, Tigerhawk is actually pretty friendly. He's like, yeah, we, we, we know you, Optimus Primal. We, uh, we hideously, painfully scanned you that one time. <laughs> you remember that? Good times. <laughs> We know your deal. And his deal is apparently failing to explain the entire situation tersely enough to convince him. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe, you know, speed it up a little, try and get these salient points in there uh, before Tiger Hawk cracks the earth and sends you plummeting into the, the liquid <laughs> magma. 
and then yeah. closes it up after you. Yes. Mm. Might be a good idea. So, uh, yeah, Tiger Hawk is a, it is a titch overpowered. Yeah. A little bit. Although while he's distracted trapping uh, Optimus, Tarantulus fires a bunch of blue uh, spider drone missiles, including one that goes straight up Tiger Hawk's ass with a POV flight shot and one face hugger. Was it up his yeah. ass? There's, there's the guy getting shot in the butt joke we missed in the last episode. Yeah. Saving it for this one. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's fair. Also, one definitely hits him in the junk, too. Yeah, that's the one I missed. <laughs> I wasn't sure about the butt. I mean, and that- and that may be doubly painful, depending on what kind of junk situation uh, he's got going on here, considering he's made from both dude and lady. This is a good point. Well, robots don't usually have junk, so we're I safe. Mean, we saw that last episode. We know somewhere? Megatron has something. Oh, yeah, but that's, yeah. that's internal. That's that external. And also, <laughs> we, we definitely saw um, Waspander get need in the junk in the first season. Yes. Yeah. Also, I've definitely bet on Tumblr. Also that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Dinobot and his rigid girl structure. Oh, that there was... Uh, are we skipping around, or, or maybe my notes are? Um, There was... We haven't... A line we haven't heard from Rat Trap in a while. We're all gonna die. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's at least one of those in here. Yeah, and, and like... Probably several. And Rattrap, like, they were saying, like, uh, the Tigerhawk came to atta- here to attack Megatron and destroy him. And then everybody else's argument was, what do you think he's, there, he's gonna do after that? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, really? Is, the Tigerhawk is gonna well, come beat everybody else up? I'm thinking that Rattrap might be kinda right in a way. Just let him go kill Megatron and, you know, that'll be over with. I mean, and, and also, I will note here that despite him being part tiger and sounding like Blue Man Kuma, at no point does Optimus Primal make any connection to him being Tigatron. <laughs> well, they've had problems with that before with cats. They can't tell cats apart. If they look slightly different, <laughs> it's a completely different character. This is true, but even then, I mean, Cheetah was just making cat noises. <laughs> yeah. Goes to show, Optimus is like racist Burley. against cats. Yeah, I mean, this guy sounds like burly Canadian character actor Blue Mancuma. <laughs> yeah. So he really does. Extra flange on it. There's a little extra flanging, but not that much. And also at this point, we may also mention that uh, he is Tiger Hawk because he is part tiger and part falcon. <laughs> you yeah, know, what? falcon and hawk is not, they're not, I've, okay, I've been watching a lot of bird nest cameras this spring, and and I have seen there's a falcon one and there's a hawk one, and they look rather different. Hawks have much bigger heads and much rounder, more adorable eyes. Yeah, they're they're totally different kinds of birds, and I guess tiger falcon doesn't sound no, as good. No, it doesn't. I was about to say, I agree with you on an ornithological perspective, but consider this, which sounds cooler to a nine-year-old? <laughs> yes, <laughs> true. It's true. Yeah. I mean, maybe they could come up with something that isn't just the two names slammed together. I mean, you, you guys named ten other Fusors, and those, you know, Quick Strike isn't named Snake Scorpion. <laughs> Silverbolt, although frequently called this, is not actually named Bird Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, let's be fair. Tigerhawk, by all accounts, appears to have been created by a 12-year-old girl for, like, a fanzine or Tumblr or something, because he's just these two characters who are in a relationship. So you make a character who's their baby, who's got components of both of them, and that's your character. So you can only expect the names to be so good at that point. This is true. And also power to control nature. Uh, Yeah. kind Kind of pretty Lisa Frank colors. I mean, when when I was that age, I had characters named like Fury ending in an I E. So, I I can I can definitely understand that you know at at that age, this is somebody's like young teenage daughter shipping Tigatron, and I just choose to believe that about everything about this episode. That's that's my head canon. I mean, the Vok do kind of live in a Lisa Frank trapper keeper. <laughs> they do. 
I would not have been surprised to see some, uh, you know, info dolphins uh, jumping around in the background there. Maybe the flock are actually 12-year-old human girls. I mean, well, I mean being... I mean, being under the dominion of malevolent hell beasts would fit for people in a least effect dimension. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> player. He's oh, not great. He's not great. Thank you so much. And and so when like the end of the first season, is that just her telling her brother to quit watching Beast Wars? She wants the TV. <laughs> yes. That's so they had to blow up the planet. Because Lisa Frank, the the twelve year old Vok, watched TV. He's like, oh my god, Steve! Are you afraid oh. of the dark? He's on in like ten minutes. Exactly. Shit! This episode's gonna sound a little weird. Oh dear. Hey. Yeah. Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> no, but you're starting to sound a little bit like Daleks. Oh, uh, <laughs> we want to try returning the call. Yes, let's. Uh, I'll try that. I'll. I'll uh, I don't know how it's going to go, but I'll stop recording and we'll be back in a bit. And maybe we'll. Rewind. Okay. Uh, let's rewind maybe a minute or two from what we were talking about. What were we talking about? Something. All oh, right, you were talking about the 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 fan yes. baby of Tigatron and, and Air Razor. Seriously though, that's it's. He's totally someone's fanfic character. Yeah. Tiger Hawk is clearly someone's fanfic character. Clearly a seven-year-old girl's fanfic character. More likely, yeah. A 12-year-old girl. 12-year-old girl. Oh, yeah. Maybe 14. Yeah, the show skewed a little older. Yeah. But he has all the powers. He's he's a combination of his mommy and his daddy. Well, also, seven-year-olds aren't quite as fixated on trying to make... On shipping, basically. Yeah. Seven-year-olds are not as fixated on shipping as 12 or 14-year-olds, especially 14-year-olds. He's big, he's dreamy, he's got beautiful wings. Yeah. He got into a fight with a dragon, crouching, yada, yada, hidden, etc. Wait, after technical difficulties, where are we in the episode? Oh, is this where the Prophet Cheetor has another vision? Yes, so those uh, those two sparks that were tailing Tigerhawk come here, and they, yeah, once again, Cheetor has another crazy psychic vision. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to wonder if that was, like, in the story Bible somewhere, that Cheetor had weird precognitive dreams. That is weird. Well, it happens a lot. Bits of the story yeah. Bible are out, but yeah, I, I think once it just started happening, it kept happening. Although this is the first time it's actually caused by an outside influence, I think. That's a good point. Yeah. It's not just him and his weird body changing. And he definitely had one in the web, and that was also written by Larry Dottilio. Hmm. So maybe it's just a Larry Dottilio thing. It's possible. Maybe he figured he'd just run with it. <laughs> so yeah, he, he finds out that this thing is a merger of uh, Eraser and Cheeto, or Eraser and Tigatron. Yes, Eraser and Tigatron, like, appear to him in their glowing astral states, and they don't say anything, because if they were to say anything, well, they have already played, paid Blue Mankuma for this episode, they have not paid Pauline Newstone, and nope. so they they don't say anything, for <laughs> obvious reasons. Yes. And then we see that there's, there are two sparks merge into one spark. Yeah, well, it doesn't Two quite look like a normal spark. Is one. It's it's sort of more <laughs> white. It doesn't have like the floating nucleus thingy inside it. No, it's it's just kind of a it's, a, it's some sort of energy ball. Two sparks living just. It's one a nebulous night. glowing thing <laughs> that Cheetor follows, and my brain kept saying, "Hey, hey, hey, listen, hey, hey, listen," as he was following it. Because <laughs> it leads him to a clue. Well, it leads him to the location of Tiger Tra- Tigerhawk's body. Well, that too. Which has been yes, dragged away that, by Tara. It is, yeah, it is all trussed up in a uh, in a web in Trances' lair, because that guy just loves webbing up cats. <laughs> yeah. He's so, he's so messed up. So creepy. He's the worst, and we love him for it. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, he says that you know he's that the Vok know tarantulas very well because he's a creep. <laughs> well, he keeps poking at their stuff. And we have seen you on the registry. That's right. <laughs> Had to go around introducing himself when he moved to this planet. Uh... <laughs> and uh, he'll and he then he rags on their name a little bit as it's uh, he's such a simple name for so arrogant a race. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. They are, they're practically yeah, Time Lords, so he's got a point. <laughs> Although, Time Lords are really dumb name for a time-traveling race, too. <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, I guess they're also Gallifreyans. Yeah. I think that only came after somebody said, Time Lord is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and see, if Terrence's big plan is he's going to drain out all the alien out of Tigerhawk, use him against the Maximals, uh, while he sneaks in and blows up the Ark. And Tigerhawk is all, uh, that's crazy, dude. You're going to, like, kill your own grandpa. <laughs> and then we get the big reveal of Tarantula saying that him and the Tripredicus Council aren't of the same origin as the Autobots and Decepticons. Yeah, he says, they have the different grandpas. Council have different origins. Yeah, yes. which... And what does that mean? Well, get ready for a throwaway comment in a couple episodes, and you'll find out what the fandom has basically decided it was. Yeah, it's like, from this, it... I would be curious to find out what it was actually supposed to be. I think it was going to be the, uh, like, the Cybertronian... Oh, yeah, the Leech Maximos guys. Yeah, the Leech Maximo guys from uh, the Generation 2 comics. Oh, man, I love me some Generation 2 comics. I think I, I kind of remember that being discussed at some point that it was going to have to do with the the off-planet Cybertronians. Yes. Yeah, that makes more sense the way Tarantula says it. Like, he's still a normal Transformer, he's just not from the specific Autobot and Decepticon lines that landed on Earth. Right, I mean, yeah. we'll get to this when, I think it's next episode even. Yeah, yeah. Sure it is next episode. That it comes up, and it's it's going to be a thing. Oh, yeah. It remains a thing. I'm sure it comes up in that BotCon comic that came out this year. Uh, yeah. Yes, but it's also probably different from what is implied. Cause, well, yeah. I yeah. by next week. This is why I can't work on the wiki, is because I refuse to acknowledge any of that as canon. <laughs> yeah, I, I prefer just, to be able to pick and choose my canon for the sake of my own sanity and lack of frustration. Yes. Well, the rule is if you're the person who writes the page, you get to put the jokes in first, and you can just make all the jokes about how horrible it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh. Mm-hmm. Good point. So, so Tigerhawk is all, well, that, well, you're insane. To which Francis replies, well, so they say. And then makes that It's it's the weirdest tarantulas laugh too, because normally it's it's his creepy cackling. This is more of a forced laugh that transforms into a maniacal laugh. Also, yes. he starts hunching and, and oh yeah, oh yeah, I forgot that too. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, that episode of The Simpsons, uh, the shinning when uh, yeah, <laughs> you know Homer's written, you know. You know, all work and no play, ma- or no TV and no beer makes Homer go crazy. And then she finds on the typewriter, no TV and no beer make Homer something something. <laughs> Looking for that last line. Go crazy? Don't mind if I do? Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> and, and then it's just Dan Castle and making a bunch of crazy noises. Pretty much exactly <laughs> what the Rangels does too, yeah. Yes. It's pretty good. It's good. Good stuff. Uh, Meanwhile, Cheetor is hot on the trail, but unfortunately he's found a bunch of ill-tempered uh, flashlight bots. Oh, no. Is this, is this the first time they have actually, like, shown offensive capabilities? No. I believe so, yes. I, I it was earlier the... in the episode when they attacked. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, but... but This is the first episode, I think, when that... Yeah, happens. it's the first episode. I think they've tried, like, little tasers, but they've never been effective before. I, know, I guess they do succeed in pulling the uh, Axelon off the uh, off the cliff. Well, they also yeah, had help that. from Rampage at the time. Well, that's true. I'm sure they were doing most of the heavy lifting. Rampage seems very lazy. <laughs> yeah. 
If it doesn't involve fighting Death Charge, I don't think his heart's in it. Yeah. Or creeping on strange new life forms. Creeping on, creeping on Black Rachnia, creeping on random animals. Well, creeping on Transmutate is what yeah. I was... Also, also okay. Transmutate. So yeah, so while, while Cheetor's fighting these, uh, Tarantulas turns on his device, and this makes uh, Tigerhawk puke out a couple of Vok. Yeah, because it, well, it starts to drain him as Tarantulas was his plan and saying, but then the two Vok that were hiding in Tigerhawk the entire time decide, no, 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 we're going to come out and mess with you. Very yeah. slowly. They're, they're like. Very slowly and sort of going up and down. Yeah, they're, they're weird. It's a nice weird effect that, that's on them like they're part of the scene, but they're not part of the scene. They're figuratively ghosts. They move to one side of the screen and then advance (laughs) on the other side of the screen and then advance and so on. Yeah. Yes. They're just slowly sneaking up on tarantulas. And does Cheetor come in right before they pounce on him? Yes. And and then he turns around and he sees them. (laughs) And freaks the hell out. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We get a great tarantulas wild take. Yeah, ridiculous wild take. As wild as he can get for somebody who doesn't really have a mouth, or what one would describe as a mouth. He has mouth parts. Yeah, mouth-ish things. He just freaks out and starts shooting them and panicking. And So, yeah, they they enter him. His wild shots sort of turn his ray around on him. He gets shot with it. He he falls into, I think it's an Energon crystal? Yeah, it's it's like the, the two Energon crystal thingies they were using the... Power the big gun they had in the mountaintop, only on a smaller scale. Ah, okay. And and then he just like goes up in a vocadelic explosion. Oh yes, like <laughs> only his feet remain. Yeah, yeah. it's it's pretty bad. He's pretty super dead. Oh yeah, like that yeah, is a hard death scene. Yeah. Yeah. It's still not as hard of a death scene as Inferno got when he was atomized and came back. That's true. But but it, it's, it looks like he's dead. Although, admittedly, I think Waspinator has bl- been blown up in some... Well, maybe not as big of explosions, but scattered into similar small parts. I mean, usually you get some sort of indication that Waspinator is still alive. Yeah. You know, his head's making wise yeah, his, or something. Yeah, his head's still floating. is dead. No, they, there's he's just... seems to be, yeah. Feet and bits of leg left. <laughs> yeah. So dead. And, you know, it, I, I will miss Tarantulas, but that's an okay death for him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, in that it's caused by his own machinations, but nobody but him is to blame. Like, nobody gets revenge on him. He just gets vaporized by creepy aliens. And also, he's kind of trying to make the sign of the cross with his fingers, so it's possible he thinks the Vok are vampires. Yeah, he does do that. That's really <laughs> it's, it's really quick and you miss it, shot. Well, I, maybe, maybe they are space vampires. Damn, anyway. But like, like in Life Force? Yeah. Yes. C- considering... Less nudity? <laughs> well, if we're going with the interpretation of what we'll find out next episode, where they say he is... Maybe they are to him. Of course, I mean, the way that they're sort of merging with him before he explodes, I assume that if there had been a fourth season of Beast Wars, we'd get, like, the ghost of Tarantulas. Yeah, something (laughs) weird. Plus, the the two Vok just disappear. I mean, I I, I assume they die with him. Probably. Yeah, they they die something, but I also assume they weren't the only two. Yeah. Maybe. No, I mean, I'm sure that there are more Vok than just those two dudes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's an entire Sector 31 of them. Maybe they're what happens when uh, Star Trek humans ascend to the next plane of consciousness and make a really, really bad decision about how much they like death metal. <laughs> <laughs> make some bad fashion choices. No, it's good no, no fashion this, choices. This, these, these totally rad skulls will never go out of style. <laughs> no, they're totally in style. We've gotten two toys with those skulls decorated on them. Oh, that's, oh man, has there ever been a connection there? Like, that uh, those are actually Vok? Explicitly, uh, no, but they really look like Vok on, uh, oh shit, what's his name? Cannonball. Cannonball, yeah. Hmm. I'm sure that was the intent, then. Although, I mean, the, 
Although he has like entire skeletons, I think, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, there, there's entire skeletons, but on his top is a giant skull with wavy tentacle hair. Oh yeah, it does that. have those, right. Yep. Yeah. Okay, I, that is, that is now my, my head cannon. <laughs> yeah, he really likes the uh, lock. But you I'm... know, like, uh, like lockdown in, uh, in Age of Extinction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, Cheetor then, in the tradition of, uh, all things stupid in Beast Wars, names the, uh, Tigerhawk character Tigerhawk, even though the name has been said before. Yes. Yeah, well. Yeah, he named him. And also, I do like that Cheetor is, comes into the base and he's got one of those, uh, flashlight bots in his mouth like a, uh, like a mouse. <laughs> yeah. And before he comes in, we just kind of see him tossing them around. I enjoy guys <laughs> getting tossed in from off screen. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy cats acting like cats. <laughs> yeah. I wish we'd had more of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, Tarantulas was a load-bearing villain, so his base starts to explode. Yes. As I mean, they that, do. This, is somewhat, this is somewhat understandable because Tarantulas really explodes, and I'm sure he had all sorts of weird and illegal machines in there. Yes. He also seems the type to want himself to be a load-bearing villain. Also, yeah. that's true. Yes, yeah. if I'm dead, I set off charges that will go up when I die. Yeah, he seems like that kind of guy who's got his place booby-trapped, just, mm-hmm. you know, tied to his own vital signs. <laughs> Alright, and so, yeah, they uh, they get out, but then they both are knocked unconscious when this uh, base explodes, and Shooter wakes up to Optimus smacking him in the head with his giant hands. <laughs> <laughs> and this happens just in time for that merged energy ball to go into Tiger Hawk. Yay. And so nobody is entirely sure who Tiger Hawk is up to and including Tiger Hawk. Yeah, because yeah, well, at this point, doesn't he kind of have three sparks in him? I think so, yeah. He's, he's all know, kinds this... of messed up. This seems like a character who could have a lot of really interesting potential. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and even at the end of the episode, he's all, well, this there are all sorts of questions, and uh, those will have to be answered later. Spoiler, they won't. Yeah. <laughs> Too many questions to answer now in the last 30 seconds of the character introduction episode. <sighs> yeah. Welcome home, Blue Man Kuma. Sorry you don't get to do much while you're back. Yeah. Nope. He could have I mean, been I'm so sure they'll have another episode or two to... Flesh- oh, right, the series finale is next. Yep. Yeah. Although I did like uh, Tigerhawk shaking Optimus's hand and being kind of freaked out by it, and then Cheetor laughing, and then Cheetor getting smacked by both of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Tigerhawk is like, I've changed, but it's like, who's talking? Is it Tigertron talking, or every spark in there talking, or... Weird. I'm not sure. Because, I mean, it's just Tigatron's voice. Yeah. Yeah. But it was still Tigatron's voice before Tigatron's spark and air razors got back inside. Yeah. It's, I mean, I guess they used his voice box because it would seem weird to have Pauline Newstone's voice coming out of this big giant thing. Yeah. It would have been really cool to have, like, both voices superimposed over each other, but I yeah, can see nice. why they wouldn't go to that expense. Yeah. Nice. yeah, it would have been, nice, been nice if there was still more of a season to go instead of, hey, there's two or more episodes, that's the ending, because the potential in Tigerhawk is really interesting. Why, why, how come there's no Beast Wars stories that are about this? No, anytime there's more Beast Wars fiction in, in comics, because that's all we get now, it's always something completely ridiculous that ties everything back to G1, and we hate it. Yep. Well, now I have a writing career goal. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get hired to write some kind of Beast Wars story, and I'll just make it all about Tigerhawk. Absolutely. And not about how he's actually some G1 character. Uh, well, you just have to ignore the previous Beast Wars-related comics. Yeah. <sighs> oh, I will. Which is easy to I do. Because they all seem to... to- <laughs> to not ignore them would require me to read them. Yeah, plus they all ignore each other anyway. <laughs> but but yeah, there, there's this is a big potential character who doesn't get to do that much. Fascinating. Nope. I mean, yeah. 
I mean, spoilers, we got two more episodes left, and this guy is not in Beast Machines. Yeah. Um, wait, isn't there one of the Universe comics, or was it earlier BotCon comic, or Fun Pub comic that dealt with the Universe version of Tiger Hawk or something? Yeah, that's, uh, Razorclaw, who is the evil version oh. of Tiger Hawk. But, oh, yeah. I'm Know tr- that he is Razorclaw. Was there a story where they got <laughs> split apart, or was that like an alternate universe thing? No. There were a lot of alternate universes and universe. I guess. Although there, there's a thing with, what is it, Primeval Dawn that had Transmetal Air Razor in it somehow? Oh yeah, when, oh. yeah, and, and Tigatron comes back as the white repaint of the Ravage. Who oh, was right, right, Jeter right. Remold thing. Something I don't know how that, I mean, I don't think Primeval Dawn ever actually was finished, so I don't know how that exactly happened. Yeah. It's a thing that happened, and I remember somebody posting it on Tumblr recently. I think Walkie. Yeah. Anyway, this is an interesting episode. Oh, we have one more thing to finish it out. We do. Pan out to Megatron watching menacingly. Yes. (laughs) You can't see, but I'm also shaking my little dragon fist. (laughs) Yeah. Uh... And yeah, that is the episode. It's there, it's pretty good. It's a int- really impressive introduction of a new character who's ridiculously overpowered. Yes. And unfortunately, they completely hit the reset button on that character as a character at the end of the episode. Yep. Well, he's... Yeah, he's lost some of the power. He doesn't have the super Vok power, but he still seems more powerful than everybody but, like, Megatron. Well, then, yeah. he's just like a couple of, uh, you know, drift-compatible Vok for most of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Give it, give it a few more issues, and he'll be getting shot by laser beak. <laughs> yep. Oh, poor Omega Supreme. <laughs> yeah, but in a way, this is like the first part of the next two-part season ender. Kinda. I mean, it, there is a subtle hint as to what's going on yeah. in uh, the next episode, or the next two yeah. episodes. But it wasn't really built up to the way that... No, not in a way. Like, there could have been, like, a few more episodes in between that didn't tie it together. This would have just been a little nod to, hey, there's a ship a-coming. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, it's an enjoyable episode. I think uh, Tarantulas gets a pretty good send-off, although it does totally set him up to come back as, like, an evil Vox ghost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I assume he'd be, like, one of those Vox skulls, but he kind of have a tarantulas skull instead. Ooh. Ooh. That sounds actually pretty cool. Get oh, on it, fast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting idea. Yeah, because his, oh, his, like, visor eye is basically the same shape as a Vok eye. Just not yeah. without the eyeballs. Right, you just take out the middle bit, and then he's got maybe the, the other one's on the forehead. He's got the weird, like, you kind of make give him, like, a skull mouth, but with his extra mouth parts. Yeah. Oh, and instead of the, uh, like, uh, skull mullet or skullet, he has, like, spider legs. Oh, yes. Oh, that would... Oh, Ooh, yeah. Oh, so many good <laughs> ideas for actual Beast Wars comics that no one ever did. <laughs> well, yep. I think Tarantulas comes back as, like, a zombie yeah, in he, Primeval Dawn. He comes back yeah. as the, the gray and black repaint toy. Right, the Fox Kids one, which yeah. actually looked pretty good. Which It looks yeah. really like, nice. black and it's got, like, the green eyes. It looks yeah. cool. Yeah, I, I want to get one of them. Ethan. Yeah, fun episode. Audio problems aside on our recording of this episode, though. Yes, hopefully this sounds that, okay. Yes. Yeah, I'll try to fix it as best as I can, but the middle's going to be a little... People sounded like Daleks. Maybe yeah. we were just, uh, you know, we had extra flanging on our voices <laughs> to uh, more like Tigerhawk. Oh, no, I yeah. didn't Tigerhawk. I'm actually... I'm not myself. I'm actually being piloted by two Vok as part of our <laughs> yeah. very elaborate plan to infiltrate uh, podcasts. <laughs> yes. It's it's me and uh, and Paul Shear. <laughs> yes. That's uh, the, the telltale sign is the uh, the gap in our front teeth. It, oh. That's where the Vok hide. <laughs> oh no! David Letterman was a Vok all along. <laughs> Well, that does explain what he did with his hair after he went off the air. That's right. He's trying to replicate his, like, Vok tendrils with, like, a beard. <laughs> uh, anyway. So, yeah, that is 
other victories. Um, enjoy, because we only got two episodes left. But the two-part finale is coming right up. Yeah, goodness. Send us emails that will hopefully get to us before we actually record those episodes. Yes. So you can write into the Max Mailbag at stasispodcast at gmail.com, and we will read your letters on the air. Maybe maybe draw that thing we described. That sounds cool. Yeah. We'll link to it in the show notes. Yes. And, of course, you can find us all over the Internet. We are on Facebook at, stasis, at facebook.com slash stasispod. We are on Tumblr at stasispod.tumblr.com. And we are on Twitter at, at stasispod. And our RSS feed can be found on iaconunderground.net. And now, through the magic of Google Play, uh, we can be found through their podcast service as well. Just do a search on there for StasisPod. And through the magic of the Cybernet Space Cube, you can also find us on iTunes. Yes, rate, review. It will boost us up or something, however iTunes does algorithms. Generic call to action for support on social media. Yay! Great. Follow us on all sorts of social networks. LiveJournal, Pinterest, Snapchat, Friendster, (laughs) MySpace. No, what? No, no, we're not. Orkut. (laughs) Hello. I can't believe you beat me with Hello Orkut. (laughs) I can't believe Hello existed. I can't believe you guys are starting to name things I never heard of. Oh, are Hello we on was peach? Like huge for like two days. Is there a peach thing, or was that something? Yeah, we'll some we'll, uh, we'll be on peach. Or was that, that just was for lesbians? Thing. I don't know. No, what? it was. <laughs> you can you can tell because I was really enthusiastic about it, so you assume it must be for lesbians. Well, no, it wasn't just you. It was like some people I knew on Twitter were like, "Oh, peach, it sounds good." And I but they were, was, but they were all lesbians. I'm pretty sure this is this is actually entirely understandable, uh, but. No, it's uh, it, it was it was very girly, and people cared about it for two days, and then it came out on Android, and people cared about it for two more days, and oh. now it's gone. Oh. How about on Mitomo? Are we on Mitomo? <laughs> oh, we should be on Mitomo. Oh, now you're just making things up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. Uh, anyway, end of the episode. Wrap up. Let's say our names and go away. Yes, so join us next time when we confront our nemesis, part one. But until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex and David? No, no, what? I'm not. I'm just David, I think, anyway. Oh, oh, we forgot to mention, um, Beast Wars has actually turned 20 this week. Well, a few days before we're recording yeah. this. Yes, that's right. Happy birthday! Time for this show to end. Yes. Well, <laughs> well, now people can listen to all the episodes and rewatch them. That's yeah. right. And uh, we just uh, we we will be having in a few weeks a very special guest. As soon as uh, that's we right, can that, we can consider that our twentieth anniversary show. In fact, that works yeah. for me. Special guest? Could it be the Vok? Maybe it's not. <gasps> it's not. <laughs> it's not. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I mean, he he could have just been in disguise all this time. Maybe. Yeah, be on our wrap up ish episodes. Maybe we'll have emails to talk to about that, or we'll just be an hour of us talking about the entire show all over again. With again, well, maybe you can just write us letters and tell us not to watch Beast Machines. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna listen. I'm hoping I won't hate it as much as I did the first time. I enjoyed yeah, it. Spoilers, being... we're going to watch Beast Machines next. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers, Beast Machines is a thing that exists. Yes. <laughs>
I mean, not that yes. you'd ever know it. It's, uh, it well, we got we got Fat Tankor tour recently. Oh, right, so. we did get Tankor. Yeah, yeah. Still, still holding up from that Botanica. Yeah, I don't well, think so. Botanica, so that... Unless we can remold her out of a future Nautica, I don't think that's happening. Uh, we got five minutes yeah, yeah. till Game of Thrones. And... Oh, minor question. Um, what are what am I going to change the theme song to when we go to Beast Machines? Is it going to be Fat Planet or Evolution Revolution? I'm thinking maybe Evolution. Well, I vote Fat Planet, but that's because I don't remember what Evolution Revolution sounds like. I like. <laughs> It's an evolution. evolution. It's a woman singing the theme song beast instead of just a instrumental thingy. The Beast Wars are over and we're moving. Yeah, there, there's it's a whole song. Yeah, there, there's actual dialogue in there or lyrics in there. Fat Planet it's... doesn't have anything except drums and. Things. I mean, it's it's a pre-existing piece of music, which is I yeah. think a first for a Transformer show because I remember hearing it in like an episode of CSI around that same time. Oh, that's weird. Oh, Please yeah, I get to see Jon Snow die again. Spoilers. And I am definitely going to vote in favor of Fat Planet for this. And, and do we want we're to uh, title our... Uh, we're, we're just BSing Oh, yeah, right now. do we want to renumber episodes? Yeah. I, and do we want to rename it? Like, should we call it should we call it Stasis Pod? Yeah, we're yeah, that's the entire point. We're going to call it Stasis Pod, the Beast Machines Podcast. Okay. We changed the subtitle. Okay. I'm, I'm going right. to go now. Okay. 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 Go. We'll cross okay. the bridge of what we're going to call it when we get to a non-beast era series. But yeah, yeah. I like I the idea of keeping John the Snow get resurrected. Bye. Okay. <laughs>